Osiris. Have we ever really even had an intro? No, we haven't had it. This is our it's intro. Just, Are we live? Yeah, it's, the intro is me trying to figure out how to share this to Elgers, So Yeah. Hey, Neil. Neil's here first again, always. Uh, thank Thanks, you, Neil. Neil. Thank you, Neil, for joining. Neil um, loves the intros. See, we're trying something a little bit new today, different camera angle. Normally, we look like this. Now, look at, look at us now. How about that? Look at us now. Look at us now. <laughs> um, so, uh, what's up, everyone? Uh, hey, Neil. Thanks for joining. Hey, Ryan Storm. Hope you had a great week out there with the guys. Um, what's up, Jive Goose? What's up, EJ? Um, thank you all for hopping in today. Uh, Bruce, you get that shared in, in El Goose? Or, <laughs> uh, well, I thought this was still – isn't this still the intro? I mean, that's the whole – I got to – yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. This is still the intro. You're right. We're still introing here. Hey, John. Elgus Storms up in the mix. What's up, Tina? There we go. We've got you know, a see, it, was the, it was the delay on Facebook that was the problem. So That's not it. me. That's it. Um, all right. We're here now. Um, we got a whole lot to talk about today. Whole lot to talk. Um, but first of all, Bruce, um, what band's on your shirt right there? Oh, um, well, uh, some news today. Eggy, I think, just dropped their uh, spring tour announcement. Um, a lot of cool stuff, so you can see. It's you know, not a Goose the- podcast today. we got to shout out our boys, Eggy. Oh, hell yeah. They're doing big things. They're going to be in New York um, for St. Patty's Day next Thursday at Mercury Lounge, so I'm definitely planning on checking that out. Um, and then uh, they got they got some stops in Colorado. Um, they're going to be back up here in the Northeast in Massachusetts. A couple stops in April, Rhode Island, um, Fairfield, Connecticut, and back in Brooklyn. So, and then a bunch of good festivals too. They're going to be a Dome Fest um, with pigeons uh, in May, um, and they're also going to be at um, Peach Fest too. Yeah. With yeah. So, a uh, lot of good stops Eggie. coming up for them. Yeah, big shout out to Eggy. We've, we've like been able to see these guys grow for almost the past decade. Um, it's, it's just really cool to see that they're, that they're hitting the road like this. Um, what came first, the, the, the goose or the egg? Ha. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank that's you, too Greg. much for me this morning. <laughs> um, and hey to our buddy, Justin Seidel. Uh, happy birthday, Justin. Hope you had a good time in, in DC last week. Oh, and, um, goose band memes. What's up? Thanks for joining us. Um, made this hilarious Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure meme of us and uh, the guys in the band. So check that out. I shared that on Insta. It's fucking hilarious. Thanks, man. But don't forget, everyone, we do have a third host, Joey Parisi, who's not able to join us on Tuesdays. Uh, so when you're making memes about us, you know, include the, Joey. Include the, <laughs> the ghost host. Joey's stuck in corporate prison. <laughs> yep, there he is. Locked up, they won't let me out. All right, so we've got a lot to discuss today. Um, we've got <laughs> trivia. We've, well, I'll figure it out, but apparently we have trivia. Right. Uh, we've got some really strong giveaways Bruce posted on <laughs> socials. Maybe we'll give away some Philly tickets, too. We've got a big weekend of sold-out shows. Um, we'll figure that out. So stay tuned, because we are going to give some stuff away for all y'all today. 
Um, but but Bruce, Trouble in Paradise right now. What is going on with Dua Lipa? Yeah, I mean, this is important that I mention this um, because some people are out here attacking my girl Dua Lipa and, um, you know, they're just wrong about this. So apparently Dua Lipa's got a couple copyright lawsuits coming at her about levitating simply because she's using some descending scales, I guess, vocally. Um, mm-hmm. it sounds like a load of shit. Um, and, you know, free Dua is my 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 rallying cry today but um, free she lipa. was free, yeah, lipa. free lipa she's, <laughs> <laughs> she's accused of copywriting some 1979 track called wiggle and giggle all night which i just uh, i think is absurd and a 1980s song called don diablo so um yeah i don't know free do a you know do is my girl she's halfway through her north america tour so if you're out here catch her i know one of our um podcast competitors and friends daniel witt uh caught her in uh milwaukee so um definitely check her out um she's fire anyway yeah. free dua <laughs> yeah i call it, yeah free free dua um i did i went to i went to see elton john a couple weeks ago at um at the garden kind of a bucket list show there and you know he's got uh he's got that trap with dua yeah and that actually came out pretty good you know they i think they, they did some rocket uh, man lines in there but uh but yeah, that actually came out good. I mean, I love every single one of her tracks, and I think daily about um, just quitting Goose altogether and going on to a Lipator. Oh, Lipator, for sure. Yeah, Lipator yeah. sounds really good lots of the time. So um, I tried to contact her about running her fan group so I could get the hell out of El Goose um, forever. <laughs> um, but, you know, they just never contacted me back. But uh, mm-hmm. one day, one day. One day. We'll get there. Uh, Cyrus Media, the leading storyteller in Dua Lipa. <laughs> related news. Uh, so thank you all for tuning in. We've got a whole lot to talk about. A big week in Goose music. And normally these guys are not um, rugged enough to play this many shows in a seven days stretch. No, they are <laughs> quite fragile. You know, you can quite see on stage fragile. they've barely been eating. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Ben's got ice. Um, but uh, let's let's dig in here. So you know, I suppose they heard the echoes in Al Goose of uh, people not. People wanting to dissect the Goosemith set. Was it their best show ever? Was it? Um, I don't know. Either way, they came back strong. Mm. Hit it hard in D.C. on Fat Tuesday. Always forget about Fat Tuesday. What a day. Should celebrate more. <laughs> yeah, um, that's but, a big um, note right there in these notes. <laughs> Bruce Day Tuesday. Yeah, so Fat Tuesday coming in strong um, for the band's return to 930 Club, I think. I think their first shows at 930 Club, they were opening maybe for Sun Squabby. Was that like 2017 or mm, later 18, than that? Later 19. Than that? Again, like, do we know that if this is true? Absolutely not. But no, um, oh no. But I'm um, pretty sure that's when they were there. So they luckily had to get the fans back. in chat know more, you know. That's, they yes, they do. Somebody confirm so. for us, please. <laughs> um so they they uh, had to get back to DC, get back to 930 Club for some of those cupcakes, not pancakes, but cupcakes. Um mm. And started out takes. strong with Eliza Jane opener. I love yeah. Eliza Jane. I, I, I do too. And it's like a, it's just a classic cover in their repertoire. And um, yeah, it's kind of got a bouncy rhythm. Kind of reminds me of Elizabeth in some ways, but um, mm-hmm. a great way to open the show. You know, good energy, good positive energy coming from that song. So definitely yeah. a good opener. Strong start. Um, into Drive. Really good drive. Yeah, and drives I'm critical of. You know, it's, it's a lot of drives go go kind of deep with the jams, but they're just like they're just long. And lots of the times, some um, I think people are enamored with some of them that don't hit as hard for me mm-hmm. as when they just get into very good jam segments that that I like. This yeah. drive was uh, really good. 
You know, they got it. Yeah. I really was very happy with this one. It's it's kind of um interesting in like the the two slots. Sometimes the you know this happens to open sets a lot, um, but they were really patient with it. You yeah. know, and then yeah. this is going to be a theme probably this whole show. But the, like um, a try, yeah, <laughs> bit as a Sunday. Well, this was a, what a Tuesday drive. Um, yeah. you know, <laughs> strange dates, but um, and these shows were packed for a Tuesday and Wednesday. My God, but uh, yeah. they've been doing a lot more spookier trance here you know, you know, opening up the space and jams a bit more. And this one gets into that about 14 minutes in, um, you know, and then you hear that a lot throughout these shows this past week, um, you know, and the dark, the dark goose is something that everybody likes, you know, I, I really do too. Um, you know, I don't think it's something that they need to do or need to force. Um, but when they're playing like this, like in this drive, it doesn't feel forced at all. And they create, you know, a very cool thick atmosphere and, um, you know, it just opens up the gates for them. Draw thick. I have to say, though, like, uh, well, I'm wondering, I'm wondering in the chat, um, favorite drive, drive by Goose, drive by Incubus, or drive by the cars? Let us know what you think. Oh, I love Man, drive by, by Incubus. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, maybe drive by Incubus is the best. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, maybe one day we'll get a cover. What up, Pete Spadaro? Uh, Pete Spadaro. <laughs> The oh. strong, strongest light man in the business. Yeah. Um, so strong. Stronger every time. Strong. Um, Incubus could be the sneaky winner. I agree, Eric. That's why you're working in the right place, dog. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a, yeah. there's, there's, I, I we're, we're getting a wide swath, swath of things. Uh, Greg Knight you know. Music LLC. <laughs> um, oh, there we go. Yeah. You know, in the mix. All right. So um, we're only two songs in. We've got a lot of shows tonight. So let's keep it moving. <laughs> this is going um, to be a long one. <laughs> a little bit of a play on words here. Drive into Travelers called AAA. Uh, I love Travelers. <laughs> I love Travelers also. Um, really nice, like, Kind of a wide wide range of of music to start this first set off um, in DC, yeah. um, giving a little bit of what these can do across the board into a Doc Brown. Tell them about that mm -hmm. Doc Brown, Bruce. Uh, yeah, I love Doc Brown. Typically, it's kind of I, I kind of always have always been one of my um, higher up like Peter songs, but. Um, the jam section in Doc Brown is always really cool, but it's usually pretty standard. And this one was. You know, again, very patient. You know, had like a milky, creamy feel. as I put in here? Like I a saw that in chocolate. The notes. You know, I was, yeah. I, was, I saw that. In the, can you explain that a little bit more? A milky, not really, not really. Because okay. I think you know, this is you know, we're on Osiris. I think we have production guidelines, but I could get into the milky and creaminess in DMs if anybody wants to hit <laughs> me up. You know, slide in there. But um, you know, but still, generally a standard uh, doc. Brown, you know, they just keep it tight. It's it's just, but this one was a really nice one. Like if I was gonna put it on a mix, you know, um of songs, this would be uh Doc Brown that I would choose because it's just a good, a really great example of it. Um and then just a weird say it's kind of a, a funny set list constructed like this. You, you don't usually see Doc Brown this early, drive number two, like travelers in the middle of the first set. Um, and then they jump into old man's boat, which is another new newer song. Um, how creamy, grown how creamy was this one? Was it, Cream, was, creamy and was rich. Creamy all, yeah. Creamy you know, all like, <laughs> it's like a Werther's actually. We've like moved on to a hard candy, just melting in your mouth, you know? That's it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's caramel. So like, um, I love the, the old man's like, the, yacht. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> old man at the spot. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so then the, the instrumental section of this, the jam section of this is always so money. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's, that's the part that really sells me on this song, you know, altogether. 
Yeah. Uh, the old man in the spa. One of my favorite books. <laughs> <laughs> um, into a brand new track. Uh, we're showing a little West Coast love. New track. Mm. California Magic. Yeah. And I have in the notes, you know, and I said this to you this weekend, too, that I was hit right away by the lyric parts sounding to me a bit like reminding me of some Eagles songs, like some older maybe 70s Eagles songs and, you know, Steve Miller band a little bit um, mm-hmm. in that kind of style. But then, um, you know, then now I've, we've, I've heard him play this again and, and just I don't even know where that that kind of came from. It sounded so much different to me when we heard it uh, on the stream. Right. right. Um Y'all ain't but got a great no love song. For the West Coast. Y'all ain't got no love for Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. <laughs> California <laughs> Magic, though. I like it. Um, mm. Slapping, you know, slap. It slaps. I think. I think that this is really going to develop into a cool jam. Um, yes, these guys are excited to get back out to the West Coast. Yeah, and I just love. I mean, it just shows like all these new songs. I'm lyrically, they're good. They, the lyrically, they hold up with a lot of the um, great songs that they've that have carried them up to this point. Um, you know, and I do, you know, Rick's a great writer. Some of the songs Peter's writing these days are much more mature and, and, you know, developing into different sounds and stuff. And, and the lyrics to California magic are great too. Those lyrical sections are great too. Perfect for, for Rick's vocals. So, you know, they just keep that up and, and they, and they keep winning that game with the lyrics, man. I I love that. Um, got a really good question in the chat. Do I throw it out on guitar or is that more of wall art? Um, these guitars primarily serve to collect dust in this room. Um, although I can, I can rebel, I can rebel a guitar, you know, mm. I fall somewhere mm. between jive two and labyrinth <laughs> <laughs> really wide swap, but I, you know, I need, I think if I wanted to get better at guitar, I'd probably call Tamara Satso for a masterclass or some lessons. Tamara can play every instrument, um, host these masterclasses where she dissects, uh, a whole bunch of different goose songs So check it out. Um, just yeah, if that's where you want to learn. That's where you should go. I'm gonna fire up this guitar and learn from Tamara. Um, so yeah, I can't say we'll get a sit in for me ever, um, unless I can somehow figure out a way to rap through the guitar, right? Um, so closing out that first set with Modavon, um, on a scale of one to six, how creamy was this Modavon? Well, I mean, creaminess, the scale of creaminess goes deep, you know, it goes at least to a baker's dozen or if not more, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I would definitely, you know, put it up. It's, it's an 11 at least, at least you know, um, kind of like, you know, the dub body lotion at this point. Now it's getting yeah, really okay. creamy it. and it's moisturizing your skin at the same time. Yeah, or like a yeah. vino with that oatmeal base, you know, that's what Peter likes. So oh, that, oh, um, yes, yes. Uh, that's what keeps <laughs> Peter's skin smooth. So this mod bomb was also great, you know. Yep. I think um talking too much about moisturizer might have backed us into a corner, but um, sure. it's, Where do we go it's, from a, here? it's hard to get these good modavons, you know, and um like uh like these good drives because they have so many of them. But um, mm-hmm. so when it strikes me like this one did when we were listening, when I was listening to this, that it, uh, it was really good. Um, you know, that that it's hard for them to achieve that level. And, and they're already at D.C. this this first set, um, you know, rocking. Real, and like you said, coming out of Goosemas, man, I, I think there was a lot of debate about what Goosemas was as a show to people or where they would where they would place it. It was a very different style of show in a lot of ways. This felt more like a little bit getting back to the O.G., kind of goose style you know a little yeah. bit more energy um a little bit faster paced um a little less of the indie vibe so yep you yep. know they're, they're rocking um so second set you're one of your favorites disco miss yeah dude i love it um and this was a, you know this one had an interesting quirk too because uh 
And this is great to see. I like to see this from a lot more artists, especially after what happened um, with the Travis Scott incident. But they stopped playing six minutes in um, because a fan had uh, a medical issue kind of up front. So they noticed that. And they really stopped cleanly, um, checked if the uh, person was all right. They got some thumbs up from the crowd, apparently, from what I've heard, and then mm -hmm. hop right back into mist, like right at the same point, um, you know, which is pretty impressive. But, you know, it's it's even more impressive that they just stopped and noticed that stuff. And they're not totally, you know, disconnected um, from the fans when they're in these these shows. And I mean, that was a very tight spot. Um, right. So it's a little easier to see, but I'm glad that they did that, you know. And I think this is just a reminder of everyone grooming safely knows no bounds, right? Like look out for each other, look out for the people yeah. next to you, um, you know, drink water, stay safe. Um, these venues are packed, you know, it gets hot in these rooms. And so just look out for the people next to you. Um, you mm -hmm. know, it's really great that we can, we can hit as many shows as possible, but as you know, you can get kind of tired, you know, if you don't stay hydrated, don't eat enough, it's easy to sweat. That's why Bruce and I generally stand in the back then because mm -hmm. we're generally expensive. <laughs> um, so just you know, keep an eye out for each other. We're all in this this thing together. Um, so post so, into the mist. Yeah, I yeah. I wish I was there for. I wish. I wish I was there too. Um, last time played my wedding. Oh yeah, your wedding. Yeah. So last I. Oh okay. My wedding. That's right. Um, so. Oh man, I this yeah. Wedding, <laughs> wedding version featured Tommy Weeks of the Funky Dogs Brass Band on saxophone. Um, but obviously, I wish Rips, uh, Justin Seidel's birthday request. Happy birthday, Justin. I um I love a good I wish. I love Rick singing about being a little nappy-headed boy. But yeah, um, you know, a little bit a little bit slower than normal. Yeah. Yeah. And a little bit, and definitely a surprise, you know, I didn't know, didn't know Justin would requested that. Um, uh, so it's a really pleasant surprise, you know, for a lot of the fans there, but it really flowed out of uh, mist really yeah. well. That was one of the highlights of these two songs, you know, for me. And then, um, and then, yeah, another good version of my wish for something that they haven't played in a while since, uh, since August. Um, yeah. 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 Um, so. Wisteria, Wisteria Lane up next. The one song in the catalog written by the one and only Trevor Weeks. <laughs> yeah, Trevor's special. Um, and this was a good one too. Um, third 20-minute song of the show so far, you know, with driving Modavon Modavon was just about under 20 minutes. But um, you know, it's not just about length, uh, everyone. <laughs> but um, these were really good ones too. This wisteria is another one. They've been playing for a long time. They have a lot of good ones. They just crushed one in um mission ballroom, you know, and now now they're kind of playing it back again too, which it's good to see it kind of getting into rotation again because it was it was really kind of getting, you know, almost out of rotation for a number of months there. Um, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I think it's probably because somebody started a podcast with some of the lyrics in it. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Bruce, um, was this when you started to fill your Sunset Lake CBD kicking in? Oh yeah. Um God, I forget what at what point it was. It gets really spacey and then it, it like keeps up this marching pace like a beat. Like you know, they they're doing this like kind of drum roll kind of beat that's that reminds me of Dripfield and Atlas Dogs on um, those songs. It just like keeps this marching pace. And uh, you know, it's just bobbing. I pro I I don't know, I probably dropped uh, 150 milligrams on my tongue and was just like, Ooh. yeah, really loose, you know, loose, yeah. creamy, moisturized, all that. So it was really good. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, so uh, they had to slow things down for Bruce's benefit into your ocean. Let the crowd uh, yeah. a little bit. 
Um, yeah. You know, like the old one too. We know what a direction sounds like. Mm-hmm. And then pancakes, creamy. man. Pancakes, yeah, creamy, man. creamy. The yeah. let me tell you, the pancakes too. He must have used heavy cream in these. Um, <laughs> so. Jeez, man, this was a fantastic, fantastic pancakes. Um, I yeah. love seeing you know Peter's like um, stick figure. You know, getting everyone to join in. Um, really, really cool. Uh, just a little bit of a different structure than we're used to. Yeah, and I think this is my, my um, favorite pancakes that they've played so far because um, it goes in a lot of different places. I like the fact that this song, the the vibe of this song kind of fits what the guys do a lot, but there's something about that tone or that structure that always brings them into a different jam space than a lot of other songs will do. Mm-hmm. Um, and Redbird kind of does the same thing as far as these new songs, that it brings them into a different space than a lot of their other songs tend to. Yeah. Um, so it's cool. They get cool atmosphere out of these um, jams. This one was like kind of operatic in the middle. Then they get into a dance groove, um, some cool back and forth riffs, riffs with um, Peter and Brick. You know, so it's just like they just do a lot in this. And then the I Wish teases are so so tasteful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they were just really feeling it right away in Washington, man. Yep. <clears throat> yep. I, uh, I, yeah. And then they closed it out, um, night one with the Doobie song. I think if you've tuned in before, you know how I feel about a Doobie encore. And not exactly my favorite, but whatever. I'm not in the band. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun song. Um, and I think it's a cool way to close out night one, you know, if you're doing a two night run. Um, yeah. So tomorrow is even. Here. Yeah. Maybe we should have maybe we should have tomorrow as a guest sometime. Um, that would be good. I mean, we know nothing about music. You know, we're just hitting here. I mean, you you know some things. <laughs> it's all awesome. I, I, I just have nothing. So yeah, yeah we could help, we could use some help here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. It's just yeah, it's Doobie is interesting, man, because it's just like a you know Justin thought it was a whole place. It's just a slower song to to, yeah. to cap out a, a show like that. So, but it just all depends on what you're feeling at that at that point, and it's just an encore, so um, something to walk away to. So. Um, yeah, you know, they like it in that slot, so I'm sure we'll see it again. Yep, yep, little little creamy, creamy encore. Mm. Um, so let's fast forward to night two in DC. Drive yeah. one opener. Drive one is back. I look okay, drive one, like I I I used to be a strong drive two supporter. Um, I've since changed my tune. Um, I think drive one's a great way to start the show. Energy, energy, energy. When Rick is just ripping those scales, you see that? See that form? See that form? Um, There there is no, yeah, yeah. like there's no, no better way to start a song than with that kind of energy. And boy, did that like get the crowd popping. Um, It really seemed like night two people were locked in and ready to go. Um, So Drive One into Indian River, both of those songs, both both of those tracks are pretty long. Yeah. um, Yeah, they were. And, like you said, energy, you know, good flow, get into Indian River, um, which which kind of keeps up a, a, a light pace of energy, but kind of cools things down. And then through the compose section, and then they get into the Welcome to Delta Jam, which just picks things right back up, kind of yep. puts you right back into the energy of Jive again. So already yeah. setting up a good flow, you know, for the show. So uh, you love Welcome to Delta, huh? I Yeah, I'm, I, I, I love Welcome to Delta. I think it's a very cool... Um, instrumental kind of jam and mm-hmm. like it's impossible I think to not have fun during that right. um, it's interesting too that it's definitely a part of 
Indian River, I think we could confirm that now based on the way they tend to notate it. And the only reason we got it separated from it at Pelham, and that's why it was separated from it on the cellist. That's got to be why. But um, yeah, I'm glad it's returned as well, you know, and and I'd love for them to keep that in a semi-regular rotation because that's, that's a really fun jam. This is the kind of analysis we need, not like it was a creamy Delta, but yes, the motif that they built in Delta was incredibly patient. Um, mm. And yeah, I, I have been really stoked about Delta since we saw it that first time in Pelham, um, yeah. not just because we were flying Delta that weekend. Uh, <laughs> so after Welcome to Delta, we got Dr. Darkness, a Bruce Robinson yep. story. <laughs> Dr. Darkness, cosmetologist, he's the one that recommended the moisturizer to me. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Delta gets weird. Welcome to Delta gets weird at the end, finally, after just keeping up that little uh, dance groove for a while and then um, rolls into Dr. Darkness really smooth. Um, I, I, I'm now hearing, which I didn't hear at first, a lot of people mentioning like House of the Rising Sun kind of vibes from this song. And I'm, I'm definitely hear it much more now uh, mm -hmm. in it. Um, but again, they keep, they keep it standard. It's kind of it's it's, you know, fits in a in a, in a place like uh, California Magic to me a little bit, you know, where these mm -hmm. are just, um, you know, some solid, you know, standalone songs. Um, right. Uh, right. You know, so it that, that, that maybe, you know, I'm assuming that they're going to get to points where they're jamming these out because they like to do that with songs that you don't expect as well. Um but, you know, these are typically standard and this one was. Um, but then like an interesting, you know, again, interesting set list um, and placement lately. But same old shenanigans coming up yeah. after this in this set. Yeah. Is it. it was pretty interesting. Yeah. And the four spot of the first set. So I like, that's I like that. Placement. Welcome surprise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, and as we know, because in parentheses, Don is in fact part of the song. We don't even need to notate it because it's part of the song. Um, no, we don't do that shit here. The yeah, we don't do that. No Come on, no, uh -uh. Um, So closing out the, uh, the the first set here with Jeff Engborg. Glad this song is in the rotation. This one's just going to keep growing. Yeah, this is is a gem, and uh, because it's so it's constructed in such a way that it has these very specifically different segments to it, um, that just lends itself to you know being able to go in all different types of directions. So yeah, absolutely. definitely hope they keep this in the re regular rotation. Um, and yeah, shout out to Jeff Engberg. It was great to catch up with Jeff at Goosemiths. Um, he was definitely wearing the best Canadian tuxedo in the building. So we love that. <laughs> love it. Love it. Hey, Jeff, how are we doing? Um, let's, yeah, maybe compose another song for these guys. Uh, Please. We're, we're loving it. We're loving it. Yeah. Loving everything you do. Love you, Jeff. Um, so set two opens up with Bob Don. Roberto yep. Donaldo. Tell me about it, Bruce. And I mean, it's another one of those songs that they that it does stand alone very well, but they tend to keep it pretty standard. Um, mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, but it's I think it's a good spot. Uh, second set opener uh, gets you warmed up and, and fired up with the aggressive solo towards the end. Mm -hmm. um, but then it's like, where do they go next? You know, from that. And they kept that one pretty standard and then they go into flow down. And I'm like, yes. I mean, flow I like down, that. I just always love dude. I like yeah. that. I like and that. Same. Like, you know, straight up rock song. And you just go right into flow down. Um, and and as you know, the flow down so intro, yeah, uh, it's just, it's evolved over the years, you know, nice and spooky for uh, Dr. Darkness himself, Mr. Robinson. Aha, yes. Um, <laughs> I was really getting off on this um, intro. Um, not, you know, no innuendo there, but um, it was, yes. I, I love that. I love that very dark. Um, spooky kind of lead up that that's keeping that fast pace, and it and it almost makes you you question at times, even though you know the drum line that it's flow down. It's just like 
you know, where are they going to go with this? Um, and they've been doing that a bit, you know, these ex really extended and, and super cool interest with flow down since like um, those South farm shows in, in 2020, I think were the first times I noticed a longer yeah. intro. Um, and so now they're doing all kinds of cool stuff with that. Always welcomed that. And this was just a great second choice in the set. Yep. Yep. For sure. For sure. So follows up by uh time to flee. Um, definitely kind of a standard flea. We had this incredible run during the fall. You know, every mm -hmm. fall tour has just, yeah. I mean, every fall tour, every every flea this fall, all the Texas fleas, Colorado, like really, really went deep. Um, so it was nice to see kind of just a normal flea. Yeah. Yeah. It actually, it, it kind of was. It kind of felt like that too. You know, it's like, um, it's like okay to not have to take Rosewood or flea out, you know, mm -hmm. for a 20 minute you know, John every single time. Um, right. but, and this had a good, but this had a good jam that they got into, um, uh, even if, if, even if it was a little shorter than normal and then, um, flowed super nicely into nights and in white satin, which was also a good choice. I love when they drop this in like these second sets, it's yeah. just so epic and everybody just gets so down with it. Everybody's Definitely. singing the chorus and everything. Um, you know, but and it's, it's a good, good vocal one. reprieve between jamming, you know, cause then they get into need. Yep. Yep. Um, so, you know, I don't want to talk about all I need. You tell them what you think. <laughs> <laughs> Greg can't get enough need these days. Um, but, yeah, it's like uh, this is a big one. The need into this arrow of people we're talking about after the show. And it's like this was a very huge segment. I think it's like a 50-minute segment altogether with the two songs, something close to that. Um, and need i i was listening to it you know i kind of heard need i zoned out immediately like mentally went to the bathroom um and then so i suddenly like you know i'm doing something and i, I hear it and i'm like what the fuck is this you know and it's right. need it's like 10 or 11 minutes in it's in this darker jam kind of space um kind of reminded me and i know we don't mention fish on here we do not that's against the rules, but it sounded a little bit like Imagine a little bit of Mel Jam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. What band? <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, really weird and proggy and the dark overtones. It was, it was really nice. Um, and then leading into Arrow, dude, where they kind of kept this like much more aggressive um, kind of tone going into that intro. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and good, good question here um, from Greg Roberts. Try Naughty Dolphin Pizza if you're ever in Fairfield. Um, does Coach make the final decisions on set list, or is it a team effort? It is a team effort. Um, they, team it's effort. it's a cool process to watch, though. Um, and, you know, as as we can see, sometimes there are, are audibles. So, um, right. so I guess set I mean, was written down on the set list, and they moved into, into Arrow. Great Belichick move by, by Rick there. Oh, I mean, it was. I, and it's funny when they audible into something like that that sounded so – like planned almost because they just went so naturally from that dark space in AIN wrapped up AIN and in, into this arrow intro that was just, you know, had that Bob Don kind of grit. And it was like, dude, this is, this is an intro to air. And it took them a few minutes to even, even get to the beginning of arrow. Um, and it floats, it just flowed so perfectly through that mm -hmm. transition. that mm -hmm. it was like, damn, I can't believe this was unplanned, you know? Um, yeah, you picked up on some too. Yeah, so it's just it's just that the weird back and forth that they were doing, and Rick's can kind of creating more space in some of these jams by just like you know picking on notes instead of flowing through a lot of notes at a time. So that you were kind of hearing that there too. And yeah, that arrow could have been jam of the year. I mean, that arrow was outrageous, outrageous yeah. arrow. I mean, we've got a whole lot more year coming, um, uh, so we'll see. Else? 
Um, closed out the show with Love Light. Yeah. Um, shout out to Russo. We love Russo. Russo's least favorite cover. Yeah. He loves when he loves his love light. He wasn't there, unfortunately, to enjoy this one. Um, yep. But it is a classic cover um, for Goose to, and to encore with or close the set with. So um, good show, though. Those DC shows. Whew, I think I love those DC shows a lot. Those just really remind me of some old school Goose with a lot different set lists and placement of songs. So keeping that vibe going with a lot of the new stuff and trying different things. And man, what such great jams throughout that uh, two-day run. Whew. Let us know in the chat what you like more, DC1 or DC2. Really hard to pick for me, but let us know what you think in the mm. chat. Uh, and let's move on to Charlotte. All right. Charlotte, another Fillmore venue, which Charlotte. people have had some mixed feelings about <laughs> this mm-hmm. venue. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fun that they're in some of these smaller venues, um, but they're, when they get packed like this, and it's a venue that typically has you know, curious security, um, protocols and whatnot you know it's just it's just kind of a recipe for some incidents to happen but um you know for the I most part can, i think everybody had a good time so we can preface um just about everything we talk about with people weren't too happy with this uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes we could <laughs> um but this but, is a uh, positive show we're positive i'm drinking positive energy tea right now so oh you know. positive tea. positive <laughs> Positivity. <Jeez. laughs> um, so Charlotte uh, opened up with Honeybee with mm-hmm. Coach on Rainstick, as we know, the Rainstick master mm-hmm. himself. Um, interesting. This is just an interesting little story. So when they recorded the studio Butter Room that was on Nightlights, um, we were all out in Colorado, the 2019 January 2019 run, and um, and they recorded it in the studio out there, and John played like just a very simple conga beat or something like that. And um, I remember sending out the press release for it when I was not exactly great at structuring press releases correctly. And um, we got this jam bass article that came out and it was like, uh, Goose releases new single featuring percussionist Luigi Lombardi. So kind of hilarious there, uh, but good to see that that coach is still rocking that, um, that percussion. Um, uh, so, you know, good standard honeybee to open things up. Um, we all know how that sounds. Bruce, how creamy was the honeybee? Oh, honeybee's always creamy, you know. That's 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 where you're getting that, like, natural honey just dripping out of the comb, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, which right into the tea, right into the hot tea, if you want to go there with this whole illusion. I will. I did. Um, okay. And then... But it did go into creatures. Um, yeah, so, thank, thank God. Honey covered creatures. Uh, so I love, I love first set creatures. Oh yeah, and this is a big one too for the first set. Twenty three yeah. minutes or something. Yeah. And I, I jumped into this halfway through on a stream on um, El Goose, and uh, God, I, I wish I wrote down whoever was streaming. I forgot now, but um, I thank you for that. But so if anybody in the chat knows, we'll shout them out. But um, I jumped in halfway through and, you know, it's one of those times where I'm like kind of pissed that I don't know what song it might be. Even if, you know, it's in a jam, I might not be able to recognize it. I expect to, and I don't want to ask, you know, the other right. fans, because right. I, I'm an expert, you know, I'm a group expert. An I'm an expert. Yep. I'm an yep. analyst, you know, a mid-level analyst. So, <laughs> um, you know, I should know, but I, so I did have to ask him and they were like creatures. And then it went on for another um, 10 minutes or so. And it was so, was such a sick jam out of this creature. So it's like, really, when you're getting a, a second set kind of creatures, second song, the first set, that's, well, that's a good sign. Following up, I pumped up kicks, foster the people mm-hmm. cover, uh, whole crowd was singing, you know, 
So yeah. It was, like it was that just sounded very energy. Energy. And they have they haven't played. It sounded very energy, positive it sounded, energy. It sounded tea. energy. Let me get some water <laughs> yeah, here. Energy. Yeah. Um. So hey, you need some positive energy tea. Um. <laughs> yeah, positive tea. Positive. Um. <laughs> oh damn. damn. <laughs> oh, Greg's joking. <laughs> this podcast is live. <laughs> Somebody save Greg. Um. But oh yeah. my god. <laughs> okay. But, um, we're back. Um. <laughs> first pumped up kick since. T five, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and and when they played at T five too, they haven't played in a while. Man, and it's fun when the crowd gets into it. You know, um, <laughs> very energy, very energy, such energy. <laughs> oh man, and then um, and then Elizabeth coming up, another high energy song. Um, and this one was, well, this one was really good. Yeah, smacked. Yeah, that <laughs> um, was good. <laughs> <laughs> and they they really slow this one down too, which you don't yeah. see in the jam. You know, it's it's like you're you're getting into your typical Elizabeth jam, and then you really slow it down, kind of get a little bluesy. Um, you know, and like I said, it's kind of been the theme that they slow it down. Rick doing more with less notes for longer periods of time, trying to spread things out. Um, Peter's really always good in those situations with also um, keeping things minimal um, and fitting in really well in between some of that stuff that Rick's doing. Um, you know, and you hear a little bit of that in this Elizabeth. I had heard it was good, so I tried to listen to it this morning. Um, mm-hmm. I've been listening to Charlotte in pieces, but uh, I did make a point to listen to it, and it was really fire. Yep, yep, uh, fantastic. Followed up by Silver Rising. I'm gonna ride this joke till it's death. Uh, from the soundtrack <laughs> of the new Team Wolf reboot. Um, <laughs> but good, good Silver Rising. Um, really liking how this song is coming into its own, uh, but I think kind of a standard version. Yeah, um, but still cool. Very cool. Um, and then led right into, um, you know, a sick tumble. I, I mean, I've just been, been very impressed so far with those these few shows as I was listening through with uh, how many big um, songs that they were putting together and great versions of them of some of these songs that they played a million times. And tumble was another one. Um, just can't get enough of it when they play it like this. And it gets trancy in the middle, which I always love when Goose does some of that stuff. Um, but fire throughout and kept up a good, good pace and energy. Um, this whole set did, you know, I love, I love these higher energy sets like this um, from these guys. Um, let's, let's talk about probably my, one of my highlights of this week, uh, this past week, which is set Mm. to slow ready into hot tea. I'm team. So ready till I die, but that, (laughs) that could have convinced me to maybe change my mind. Slow Ready into Tea was one of those buttery segues. Creamy, if you will. <laughs> Silky. Um, I mean, Irish butter, you know, assume, that gold yeah, butter. That Kerrygold. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was, Kerrygold, baby. You know, Kerrygold transition. <laughs> um, this, I mean, the, the, the Slow Ready itself was pretty long. Like, that jam went pretty deep. Uh, mm. But for Peter to keep that arpeggiated synth going and Rick to just ride into the hot tea, I mean, yeah. like, what more can you ask for? Besides so ready. Well, what's really <laughs> well, what's really, <laughs> besides maybe so ready. Um, yeah. but no, and plus what more was that so you not only had a great version of slow ready in and of itself, which there's only a few, in my opinion, that really stand out as good, like re-listenable 
versions and you know in that i love slow ready and and really all all of the versions of it just because i love the song but like that that one from sal farms with the lasers was also a very good version musically to re-listen to this is definitely this could be one of the best versions if not the best version that they played and then the hot tea another one of these songs that they've played huge versions of so many times this is another great one mm-hmm. still different from carrying that transition it has its different feel throughout because of this and then they go back into this slow ready jam later in the hot tea jam and it's um you know this is it would there was no surprise why they released this on youtube uh, sure, it has its own sure. thing right Absolutely. away and getty's lights dude, yep. during this <laughs> so i want to talk a little bit about this because we're going to get into it i think as we talk about the shows from this weekend but it seems like there's almost been like these bumpers second set where like energy gets super high and then they're playing something a little bit more slow and accessible, like mid to late second set happened with Redbird um, on Saturday night. So yeah. just, I love Western sun. It's one of my favorite, favorite goose songs. Um, kind of interesting placement to me after that slow, ready hot tea. I mean, I can imagine everyone just needed a second to chill, you know, mm, but to right. play that, you know, kind of, that and that placement um, really calmed things down. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that though, because when you open something like this, like this huge piece of music, um, it's like what almost 40 minutes of music with the slow ready and hot tea, and it's such a high energy pace the entire time, mm-hmm. and gets psychedelic and weird and crazy, mm-hmm. and you know Getty's weaving baskets with the lights and stuff. So then, and you get into Western Sunday. It's like I think it's almost like a classic strategy. And something that Fish can, when they're playing a really good second set, sorry, they can do very well. <laughs> you know, dropping it a fast, like a fast enough for you, or something like that at the right spot. Or what's the use? You know, it's like filling those gaps with something that's um, of us of great song. Everybody loves to hear Western Sun. Keeping that short enough that it's not like everybody's falling asleep from that. You know, right. Um, and right. then just giving giving everybody that little break and uh, a breathing room before you get into another big jam vehicle um, with white lights, which they took. Definitely. Which definitely. They, they, they took yeah. that white lights for a ride. I guess it's kind of like, if I had to make an analogy outside of referencing Fish, I would say it's kind of like if Dua Lipa dropped into um, like a Break My Heart. Right. Or like a Wiggle and Giggle All Night or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Free Leapa. <Free> Leapa. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You can't That's copy great. descending scales. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah, nobody's ever sang descending scale before. Um, <laughs> Free Leapa. One, we're going to get Leapa on this podcast. Um, oh, dude. So, one, please, God. <laughs> close the show with Dancing in the Moonlight. Love it. That's always, like I say, Dancing in the Moonlight mm. and um, Escape, the Pina Colada song, yeah. are like the yeah. litmus test for Peter on keys you know, go back and listen to a dance in the moonlight from 2018 listen to one now and you can hear how much peter's grown absolutely incredible always a fun sing-along to end a show yeah definitely um i love the one in aspen too when we actually had some kind of full moon out or whatever you know the guys are so smart and connected um but it was yeah. great you know and i love hearing yeah. that i love single i love some of these sing-along songs you know um, definitely. Definitely. like we get with magic carpet ride um coming up in this next show as well uh sure is broken bowl nashville tennessee first time in nashville for the band surprisingly first time especially considering um didn't peter go to school in nashville you go to belmont oh he looks like a well, belmont did, guy yeah probably master's yeah. program he did some sort of program there peter spent yeah, some time in nashville 
<laughs> Even if he didn't, we said he did. Um, yeah, so um, Nashville, first yeah. time in Nashville. Uh, I remember seeing um, Pete Shapiro, Concert Impresario. Tune into our episode, studio episode released tomorrow with an interview with Shapiro. Saw him uh, a few weeks back, and um, he mentioned how excited he was about those Nashville shows. He actually ended up going out um, for the first time at his venue there, and they did their thing in Nashville. Um, yeah, so Alice Dog opener, uh, Saints go marching in teases. What are you thinking about Alice Dogs? This, I mean, like we say, like kind of every episode because they, they've been playing it a lot. But it's, uh, I just always have mixed feelings about this song. But it felt well placed here to start this set, the show, um, and it has a good energy to it. And I do think, you know, I just, you know, I was, I was watching the show with Russo on Friday night, and and we were both saying it just feels like there's just something, you know, like they're gonna they're going to figure out what whatever it is from the song that might be missing or something that they just need to change a tiny bit. Um, and then I will probably change my tune completely on it. You know, it's not like I dislike it. It's just, I, I just don't. Yeah. It's just, sometimes it just doesn't feel right. Sometimes it feels a little slow, even though it has that fast um, drum pace to it, but I like this one. Um, mm-hmm. I like this one to open the set. It was a long one. So yeah, you know, I thought it was pretty good. And um, it, it just, it kind of flip flop, you know, depending on how it sounds and where they put it. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Um, But into a butter rum, strong little type two butter rum there. Yeah, I'm a butter rum fan. I know people don't like it, but I. I Well, yeah. I I think I think I'm glad. Like it seems like butter rum took a little bit of a rest for a second, you know, Uh, and they've resurrected it, and now they've been able to kind of go deep with it. Like Aspen rum was wild. Um, Aspen rum was sick. I had to step out. I stepped out in Aspen to get some fresh air. And um, <laughs> fresh, and fresh came, mountain air. Yes, you had to get that fresh mountain air. Clamoring <laughs> for oxygen up at altitude there. So um, when I came back in, I was like, "This is still butter rum." Whoa! Like it's just it was that was insane. Um, and this yeah. butter rum really, really ripped as well. Um, allegedly there were Bubble House by MMW teases. I have to go back and yeah. listen to Bubble House. Yeah, I'd have to listen. I felt like it had some Lee. T- it, me and Russo thought they were they got into Lee. It mm-hmm. sounded like a Lee jam at some point. So, um, which a lot of things actually kind of did this weekend. Lee weekend, weekends, oh weekend, yeah, weekend for <laughs> sure. It's the freaking weekend. Uh, so <laughs> next up, it burns within. Love it. Good little throwback. Glad that that's back back in the rotation. Mm-hmm. And now it's just kept kept short and standard and sweet as well um into the whales another kind of standalone short and sweet um mm-hmm. you know it was maybe a little bit a little bit of a slower portion of this first set you know but still mm-hmm. just kind of getting their feet under them and everything um and then i, like and I thought this is i like the whales too and i and it's just you know uh, admittedly from it burns within into the whales just a little bit of a slower um kind of segment after an atlas saws and, and butter rum that was a lot of high energy um, but then Wales, I thought, transitioned really nicely into Switching, too, which took me by switching, complete surprise. Man, I've never seen a Switching at this love... spot ever. I, yeah, I it's usually think. an opener. Usually um, an opener, set opener. And, I love yeah. Switching. I'm so glad yeah. Switching. Just, I'm, I'm always happy to hear Switching. A little West Montgomery, yeah. Rick taking that thing for a ride. Um, yeah. Really, really solid Switching. And then another Pancakes. Possibly... I'm looking at this set list again, you know, mm-hmm. and from memory, it's possibly besides the Yeti, 
and Magic Carpet Ride. I mean, this was the highlight of the show. Yeah. And arguably, and this Pancakes was sick. Um, Pancakes is growing on me because of that. You know, Mm -hmm. I definitely did. Was somebody who wasn't, I wasn't hating on the lyrics, just seemed a little weird with the vibe of the song and. But the band's weird, um, yeah. and I don't. Who likes pancakes anyway? Just weirdos, and I'm a waffle guy. So Team waffles um, all day, dude, and all, yeah. all day. I'm all a day, you know? for French toast. Yeah, but this had that smooth and creamy, real, real maple syrup on it, and uh, you know, some melted butter just dripping off the edges of the cakes. Mm. Um, mm. And th- yeah, mm. and this was so. This was a good one. Yeah, this jam was sick. Um, and, uh, yeah, they really took it deep, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think even, even for me with Russo the, there, you know, he was, uh, I think kind of on the fence about pancakes and both of us were like, this is, this is sick. This is yeah. They did that one for Aunt Jemima. No doubt about it. No doubt. No um, doubt about it. Set two. Born. Really loving where Born's going. You know, this indie jam going deep. And they kept, but and then this one being 10 minutes, not much, you know. Yeah, I I guess with the standard version, a single release was like four and a half or five minutes, something like that, maybe. But so, um, a little bit extended, um, but but felt tight, almost felt like a kind of a weird spot for this. Um, but they'd been doing this with the new songs when they were starting out west and doing that opening the second set with one of them maybe keeping it relatively standard and then, and then moving on to a next song. That's a typical second set opener, like Rockdale, you know, yeah. kind of fits um, one thing about Born, I want to shout out Richard for figuring oh, out the tone. <laughs> Richard Hamilton. Uh, <laughs> so I, I want to like have him, I want to shout him out just because his tone playing those slide guitar parts, uh, or not that uh, the lap steel guitar parts, like hard to replicate mm. that sound. And not everybody can be Jake Brownstein of Eggy and just rip it on stage. Um, and he really figured that out. So good. Yeah. Good. It's almost like yeah. he's a professional. Um, <laughs> they know what he's doing. <laughs> um, Rockdale, solid. Always. I mean, I don't know what else I can really say about Rockdale other than I love this song. <laughs> um, and I love the vocal section at the end that you get to go back to. Mm-hmm. It's such like a release. Um, and the, yeah, what a great what a great song, man! Really, one of the greatest Rockdales we've heard. Shout out to yeah. um, Ryan Storm. I think he tweeted about it. Um, anyone who says they should retire Rockdale doesn't know what they're talking about. So Ooh. Ryan, you hit that <laughs> one on the head. Um, yeah, the Goatdale baby. Um, Goat I Dale. agree, Noah. That's it. Um, so Seekers one and two next up. Uh, yeah. Like, so I, there's it's been a little bit polarizing. I love Seekers one and two. Uh, but they are, you know, it is a little bit of a change in energy, especially part yeah. one into part two. Um, but it's, yeah. you know, part two goes hard in the paint. Oh, it does. It does go very hard in the paint. Um, but yeah, I think these have gotten a lot of play um, since he brought them, you know, back to life and, and and started playing these songs. I don't know, now a year and a half ago or something like that. They do get a lot of play. And I just think that's, what happens, you know, is 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 these songs get into a bit of a regular rotation and, you know, people just kind of get maybe used to it, you know, and then they're like, you know, oh, I wish they maybe slowed this down something else or, oh, I wish they kept this energy going instead of, you know, dipping into a, a little slower segment here. But as a big as big Seekers fan myself. I always like to hear it. I just, and I don't think this was poorly placed per se at all. Um, I do think that they've had sometimes recently where it may have been, may have slowed down the show a little bit too much. Um, but I don't really think this did. I think this, you know, this was a good opportunity after a huge 
um, Rockdale to to take a quick breather. They kept both of these songs tight, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then they picked it right back up with Yeti. Let's yeah. This is the um, this is what we need to talk about. Yeah. Um, so Yeti. First of all, um, like no shade because things happen, but I feel like Peter's guitar was a little bit out of tune and he had to fix that up at like uh, at the beginning. Um, but it didn't really matter. He had time to tune up when they dropped right into Trevor reading probably the greatest piece of American poetry ever, Chicken Fried by Zach Brown Band. Um, yeah, it was, it was I mean, exquisite. Like that is one of those legendary moments that will echo throughout history forever. Um, love, I, you know, Bruce and I both studied English um, at UConn, and as such, we can recognize great and classic American literature. So, uh, chicken fried, you know. Yeah, I mean, I actually was a British literature guy. Um, American okay. literature is a little Brit lit. Brit lit. <laughs> yeah, it's a little just, um, you know, I don't know, clunky. What do you for mean? Me. Uh, a pair of jeans <laughs> but... this right and the radio up. <laughs> but there's no to doubt. See the sunrise, see the love in a woman's eyes, feel the touch mm. of a precious, precious child. A little strong there, Zachary. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, wow. going into All some right. weird space there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh, but Trev, you know, ripped it up. I, the only person I would want to hear reading that is Trevor, um, poured himself <laughs> a little Mountain Dew. Yeah. A little fresh Mountain Dew. Um, uh, and Johnny going backstage, um, dapping up, uh, Pete Shapiro and then, uh, <laughs> rolling a strike, man. And we had played yeah. bold for, um, one of our friend's birthdays not too long ago. And uh, I didn't see that skill out of him there, John. But he stepped up and just did one roll. <laughs> I, that was the that was flames. We yeah. we jumped up on the, on the stream. Russo and I were like, oh, hell yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that was that was great. And then dropping back into Yeti is sick. Just a, a nasty Yeti. I kind of yeah. wish they could have just done this Yeti for the next 30 minutes, you know. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but, Yeti into Magic Carpet Ride. Magic Harbor Ride was a good choice though too. Um, kept the energy going. People love that. It's it and it's it always feels like a surprise now to drop into it. It's only played it three times, um, but a great Magic Carpet Ride too. Took that jam for a ride. Um, you can see what I did there. That's that, that English was, degree paying off. That was, yeah, that was incredible. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, mom and dad, for paying for that. And uh, <laughs> and then wrapping the show up with the Turn Clouds and the Encore Spot, which we always talk about where where this should go. And I think. It's I a like good it. encore. Yeah, yep. I like it's it. It's a great encore. encore. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I could have I could have done with the chicken fried encore, but it didn't work. <laughs> well, chicken um, fried reprise. Yeah. <laughs> fried prize. Um, so Nashville 2, Drive 2 opener into Drive Lee. Energy, 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 energy. Uh, so why don't we talk a little bit about our Saturday night? Okay, yeah. Me uh, Greg and I uh streamed with um some of the Goose Girls. Um yeah. uh Sparkman Liz was there. Um Sparkman Sam Liz, was there. Oh, uh, your Sam wife, Ray. Kathleen. My yes, my wife, our manager, Kathleen. Yes, our Not manager enough. for the podcast. Um yeah. so yeah, we we uh just got together and, and watched the stream. It was a lot of fun. Um, we basically just gushed over the guys with their girlfriends for the night. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, typical. Um, and <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the energy was great, man. Um, I, I had heard some things. You know, some people don't, do not love this this set. And, I mean, well, you don't have to. But I, I was like, this set was pretty 
damn good. The Jive 2 maybe was standard, led right into a Jive Lee, which was hot. Hot. Um, and, then, and then into a lead, which was a really good lead. And I love Lead the Way. And this is a good spot for Lead the Way. Um, third song in the second set. Then, you know, the EOA was really stellar. They've that gotten lead rid the way, of this. Though, that Lead the Way was like, you know, Sparkman and I had a moment. A couple teams. Oh, Soaring yeah. jam. Gorgeous. Absolutely soaring jam. And not one yeah. of those super like long extended ones, but to the point, just dulcet tones sweeping through the room. It, um, it reminded me of that lead that's on Alive and Well, the lead from um, yeah. uh, from the yep. 2019 tour uh, from Albany, I believe. That it's just so, or uh, from um, Virginia, from Virginia, yeah, from um, Broadbury, from the Broadbury um, in November. Richmond. That's it's so beautiful, Rickman, um, uh, Rickman, <laughs> <laughs> Rickman, Virginia, <laughs> um, Richmond, <laughs> yes, Richmond. Uh, so. <laughs> Great lead, and the Earthling was really strong too. I I was like, is this at one point? You know, I was like, this is is this still Earthling? Because the jam was really you know you could kind of tell it was it was still with the pacing and everything, but um, it was just really really good. Caught my ear at one point because I was obviously chomping through this whole set with the girls, yeah, you were chomping hard. um, chomp chomp chomp, and uh, and chomping on that chili that Liz bro, which was dope. Um, but yeah, so it was really high energy, man. And this whole set just felt high energy, felt that old school goose vibe. Um, tell they really were ready to go night two. So I I was surprised to see some, you know, alternate takes, um, on this first set, but you know, that's just how subjectivity is with this stuff. So, yep. yep. And then after, after, um, earthling, we had California magic. (laughs) Um, of course, Rick's ode to Tupac second time this week. Absolutely, absolutely slept. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's 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 dig into set two here. Um, because set two was some masterful work from these guys. Um, shout out to Brian yeah. Brinkman at Osiris, our Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, Brian said it could have been the best second set of Goose ever. Let us know your thoughts in the chat. Yeah, I I it's. I, I, I don't know, you know, where I would place this set. I think lots of times I don't even think about ranking shows sometimes so much as sets, which seems like an easier um, kind of segment of music to, to, to rank. And there, but there have been some really, really phenomenal single sets that these guys have put together. Um, this one did strike us at the time as being extremely good, notably good, where <laughs> many times, n- many times during the show, we were like, oh, you know, making comments about, oh my god, this Echo, this this Rosewood, you know, oh, back into the Echo, sick, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Such and good. then just, Such good. oh, and it's so nice, and then like, um, there's these fast Echoes too, you know, which people have mixed feelings about as well, dude. Every, I think all of the late ones lately have just um, produced some really exceptional moments. Um, you had the fast echo that was split up as well in Oregon, um, which was exceptional. And this was another another example of that. But sandwiching an, an incredible Rosewood in between an incredible echo um, and then and then capping that off with an Arcadia after that was another really top tier Arcadia um, was just. Yeah. So, I mean, you can see where Brian's coming from a little bit. Right. With right. Set. It just hit after hit and they really took them um, took them to places that were incredible. I mean, this is like, like, I'm just looking at the times here. 20, 22 minute Echo, 21 minute Rosewood, back into Echo. And then you get a 20 minute Arcadia. <laughs> yeah. God, damn. Like, but it, mean, and it flowed. And it flowed, like Brian mentioned on the text, it flowed too. Right. And it wasn't like, you know, one big 
huge hit, one big, huge hit, different place, different place, different place. It was just like, it really flowed so well all together. Um, that, that, that's why I also made a mistake when we were listening, thinking that it was still echo when we were listening to heart, the Rosewood heart jam, you know, Ooh. and I was just like all thrown off with this stuff. Um, especially after the Arcadia though. What a great Arcadia. All right. We've got someone who knows something here. There isn't a best, better set to slash encore. I would agree. And like I was saying earlier, like those bumpers, right? So after Arcadia, we got red bird, um, which I was a little bit curious about the placement there. It's the same, same, same with me. Um, little bit curious about the placement, but man, did that jam go hard. Yeah. It was like his not more than a few minutes after we're like, ah, this red bird, man, man, was that really what they wanted to do after right. all that? Did and they then, need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoops. Oh, yeah. Who, who audible this? Yeah. But, and yeah. yeah, it was, um, it ended up working out <laughs> pretty, pretty well. Uh, it was a really, really good red bird and, and talking about the different spaces they can with these songs. I mean, um, you know, kind of a much different space that still kept the vibe of this whole set going once they got into that red bird jam. Yep. Yep, absolutely. I mean, that Red Bird Gem was, that was it, um, sold. And then closing out the set with State of the Art, Sometimes Why, the ballad song. <laughs> um, so great, great State cool of the closer. Art. Cool closer, cool like, closer. Uh, okay, we don't do this enough, but big ups to Andrew Getty, lighting director. A Andrew Getty, like, went so, like, this whole week, I mean, seeing... From Gooseman's on, just seeing what he has been doing, the intentionality with each song, the way that he can he can make all this work, even if it's just turning off the lights. Um, yeah, state of the art, like he's on point. Love and, getting. And a, he's such a big part of this, you know. That Brooklyn Bowl too, which we talk about a little bit more in our um, set to on our episode tomorrow. Um, so check that out. With that, uh, the lights set up in there, man, and it's just what happens when you have somebody who knows live music well. Who, and these are new venues and they just set up for live music and um in all of the ways that that could be done and and the light set up in in the Brooklyn pole was was awesome you gave Getty all of these different angles to shoot lights out from oh, the horizontal yeah. angle above the crowd um all of the kind of stuff that he was doing at, in, in an arena at Mohegan he was kind of able to pull off on a much smaller scale here in the in Brooklyn Bowl you could tell on the video so it's it was yeah big shout out to him he's just one of the most exceptionally talented people in and around this band you know and uh, mm -hmm. and it's just so fortunate to have him on board closing out the show with a drip drop <laughs> drip drop dripping time drip Ben Winkle <laughs> drip Hamilton Jen is drop Droplin. <laughs> Janet's Droplin. Buffalo um, Dripfield. <laughs> <laughs> Dripfield, man. That, that, I mean, I'm just, I cannot wait to see how this, um, what this turns into, you know, just for the, was it the second live performance of Dripfield? Yeah. I can't, oh, that's crazy, but it's so good. Yeah. It is really yeah. so good. It might be um, my favorite new song. Yep. Yep. I can't, I mean, it's just, that was, that was it. Um, go back and listen to that show if you haven't. I mean, that drip field, 17 minutes, just what a what a way to close out the show. Yeah, I need to listen to that whole second set of Encore again just to see. Because it really, you know, because we were we were listening pretty intently. But, um, yeah, I got to just take a minute to to, to check that out um, uh, on its own and see. Because that was really something else. All right, Bruce, we got one more show to talk about. Then we've got a Fire Flames giveaway from our homies, Farbell Arts. Right, okay, so we'll okay. try to get to that. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us. It's yeah, a thanks bit for hanging out. But we got one more show. One more show to discuss yeah. here. Um, um, so in, in the chat, raise your hand if you were in Knoxville last night. 
always like to see how people raise their hands. Um, raise your hands if you were a guys for last night. A little bit of a sleeper. Never miss a Monday show. Shout out to John Weber for the El Goose stream. I, uh, you know, was kind of like in bed uh, by 8.30 last night. Uh, so, Bruce, I'm going to lean heavily on you for some analysis today. How was that flea to open up? Oh, very cool. Um, you know, they kind of locked in right away uh, on that. They had all gotten massages before the show ah, massages. Um, from a massage therapist in the area. Rachel posted some pics um, in El Goose with the guys and um, said had some nice words about the band and crew. So shout out to her because obviously you could tell right away these guys were loosened up. Um, you know, I would have thought they they just took a bath with CBD, but, um, you know, they they were loose. They felt good. The flea was good. Um and then again, travelers in a in an interesting in the two um, spot again, yeah, that one spot, yeah. So, um, but that was cool. I mean, the flea really really set a nice a nice pace um, for it. Um, flowed into the travelers well. Got another first set, Doc Brown here. Um, creamy, creamy Doc. Another creamy, creamy Doc. doc. <laughs> another creamy uh, cosmetologist <laughs> doctor, <laughs> and um, <laughs> another great jam segment again. Pretty standard. So, seeing some similarities here in this set. Uh, a little bit um, and then dropping into a first set with Steria, um, which was really melodic. Um, not, not as like kind of, um, you know, psychedelic and trancing spacey, but much more melodic, man. I have a lot of fish references in these notes. I hate myself for it, but it did what remind doing, me a little man? bit. Come of, on, dog. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I just, my brain's <laughs> not working. So it was kind of like a, you know, a simpler theme from the bottom kind of jam um, to me a little bit. I was kind of hoping it would go a little longer too before they changed direction um, into, and then they, they shifted into Dr. Darkness, another great uh, skincare physician. And, um, you know, it was a good transition too from that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we hit the big, I think, the big highlight from the first set look out Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, aren't they Which, playing in Cleveland this week? They, they do happen to be playing a show. In, in uh, two nights in Cleveland, um, but decided that Knoxville was the place for this. Yes, <laughs> look at so, Knoxville. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, par for the course uh, with these blaze heads. Um, but <laughs> this look out Cleveland, which I think they dropped into, it kind of felt a little sudden. I was like kind of laughing at that. But um, then the look out Cleveland just gets going, and they really, uh, they really took it out there. Um, had a very mean section in the jam, um, and then. Uh, Rick does this cool thing where it really feels like they're going to almost like wrap this up. Like he's really kicking it up a notch, you know, going to end it with some, some huge crescendo or whatever. Um, and then they saw it really way down, um, which was very cool to see. And again, like I said earlier, the theme of this kind of week with getting into these very slow and more open space jams. So this one was just like, you know, your traditional buildup, they get into a really slow part, which is very cool. Um, only lasts about a minute or two. Can't really remember. And then um, they suddenly come back out. Rick goes right back to work again. This is always let's a fan favorite because they, they cry. Yeah, let's go to work. Uh, <laughs> and he does. And then they wrap it up, man. It was it was really cool. Really, I think I think pulled this set out, which was a, maybe a little bit of a of a slower set, you know, comparatively to some of the stuff that we've been talking about in Nashville or DC, for example. Mm -hmm. um, um, second set, Empress. Everest to open the second set, I was very happy about. You know, okay. I was like, I'm not going to watch the second set. It's getting late. Um, but I was like, well, I, I it started and I was online still. So I checked it out. Empress opener. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll listen. This Empress is really good. Peter was really shining on this one. Trevor mm -hmm. Bass solo was a little short. And then Peter just comes out and just 
um, crushes leading this jam on the keys. Um, you know, so that, that's always, a, I was like, that's a great way to start. This, this set's going to be, this set's going to be good. Um, and then, uh, after the, the great empress moving into silver rising, which felt like they were going to take this silver rising places. And then unfortunately, I don't know if John Weber was getting harassed by security or not, but it looked like he had to put his phone away real quick. Mm -hmm. So that's why mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll drop off. But it was a little bit after that vocal round section. Um, I do love so much when Rick and Peter lock in together on the vocals after that. It kind of puts you in this little, like hypnotizes you in this trance with the vocal rounds between him, Rick and uh, Jeff. And then, you know, Peter and Rick lock in and drop into the instrumental and solo section. And it's just, the crowd loves it. it really hits so hard, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And then, so, and then wrapping it up with a flow down. A dark horse, which is in the different tempo again. How like was that dark horse in the chat? Let us know last night. I, you know, I, knows, I haven't had a yeah. chance to listen. How how was how was that dark horse? Um, yeah. Unfortunately, well, yeah, I didn't I didn't listen back to. I think he got a stream going again, but um, yeah, I, I people have mixed feelings about this. I think when they try these different tempos, it was the same for me with Fast Echo. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they develop it in this way. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. And then Mas Canada with, with no eye. It's a Portuguese. It's Portuguese. Okay, so um. <laughs> it's actually with spelled with an I is the Portuguese spelling. No, without yes. it, isn't it? No, no, no. Because Portuguese mas m a s is Spanish mas. Portuguese mais is how you say mais is how it's pronounced mais canada. We're gonna look into this. I believe him, but I you know we're I can't be wrong on this podcast. Mais canada. Um. um. Who knows? I didn't listen to the show last night, so, but I just know, you know, that there's a couple things I know. Um, so one of them is Portuguese, folks. <laughs> so, Maish um, Canada, uh, in Brazil 66, Quinn, thank you for agreeing. Um, so regardless of how you spell it, the song's fire, yeah. Um, and I it's always you know, and another one of these old classic covers, um, and that they've been doing now since since one of their since their first Austin Powers, um, yeah. Yep. How many do they have now? How many Austin Powers movies are there? Right. Yeah, Austin Powers six. Return to Brad. Um, closing it out with. Uh, Here you go. So ready. You already Here's know. Are so ready, baby. So damn. Um, again, like wasn't there last night? I would have been sweaty. Uh, how was that? How was that? So ready last night. Joe What's Rogan, it baby. Chat? That's what we do, Jamie. That's it. That's it. Keep it Rogan. Um, <laughs> All right, so that's it. We've successfully talked about all of these shows. And, um, you know, only a few more shows on this tour before a long break until uh, the Asheville and um, Sweetwater weekend. So we're going to get a little bit of a break. What are we going to do in between uh, next week and, and the end of April? Relax. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, no, no, don't spend money, spend less money on the guys, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so Royal Oak in Michigan, Agora and Cleveland, um, and then two nights at the Fillmore and Philly to wrap up winter tour. I mean, this flew by, it did, it did, but I'm super excited for Philly, man. I, I couldn't be more excited. The way they've been playing lately, um, has even got me FOMO in a little bit, so um, I'm looking forward to this weekend for sure. They're really gonna, I think, bring the heat. The Best cheese shake in Philly's gyms on South Street. Don't at me. Mm. Big um, claim. Big claim. That's it. There's <laughs> one that, that I know. That I know. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's do a giveaway. Let's do a giveaway here. We, uh, Bruce, do you have the, you have the product? I do. So check it out on 
Uh, check it out on our Insta Instagram. and our Facebook page. Mm. I have took some pictures. It is a black velvet steely print. It's absolutely fire. It's in the other room. So while Greg lines up the trivia question, I'll be right back. <laughs> this is live. Surprise, I've got a trivia question prepared. Um, all right, so first of all, I'm going to let Bruce get this um, this product so you guys can all see it. But uh, this is a good trivia question, one I'm very excited about because it happened to oh, look, look at that steely. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Um, shout out to Marvel Arts. Um, on this black velvet fabric that's just really nice, too. So, so shout out to them. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um so today's trivia question, we are answering the trivia question in the chat. Don't email us, I won't see it. Trivia question in the chat. During Bingo Tour Summer 2020, um, we had a whole series of events. One night, Coach and Bonnie, his wife Bonnie, hosted uh, cooking um, where they made tacos and nachos. Night, the second night of cooking, what is the meal that Coach and Bonnie made? What are the two dishes Coach and Bonnie made? Um, during Bingo Tour 2020, night two, answer in the chat. Answer in the Ooh. chat. What was the meal that Coach and Bonnie led us through cooking night two of Bingo Tour 2020? Not night two, but their second night cooking. Let us know in the chat. Not the nachos. Let us know in the chat. You guys have a chance to win this Farvel Arts. It is Can not tell you, can't be. Can't not be meatballs peppers. either. Nah, it's definitely not meatballs. Um, while we're wait, while we're waiting for people to research, um, yeah, just another big shout out to Eric and Michelle from Varvel Arts. Um, that not only did they donate that print, they donated some other cool stuff. We got these cool Great Beyond jars. We're gonna give one away uh, in an upcoming episode, and some other products. So stay tuned for that. Um, also, uh, Amy from A Circus of Light, who I wore her hoodie on the show uh, the other day, um, she's sending us some cool drawstring bags with some of these light prints uh, that I've seen. They look awesome, so stay tuned for that. A lot of cool giveaways, and like Greg had said, maybe you know, maybe some tickets coming up one of these days too. <laughs> so we don't have stay a winner. Tuned. We don't have a winner yet. I've got. I mean, I have the 2020 Bingo Tour schedule up in front of me. Hint, hint. Um, so I can see. Um, the trivia question, what was the second meal that Coach and Bonnie led us through cooking during Bingo Tour 2020? It's on the schedule. If you can find that, we've got we've got merch up for grabs. Mushroom walnut tacos sound interesting. Sound fire. <laughs> I've had mushroom walnut tacos before. They were fantastic. Uh, so it's on the schedule. I mean, dig deep into the catacombs. You've got a chance to win. You got a chance to win. Unfortunately, it was not Trevor takes his shirt off, and that sounds like a delicious snack. A little creamy mm. snack there. <laughs> creamy snack. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, your chance to win. Um, looks like we may have a winner. We're close. We're close. close. There it Closing is. In. Peter Chase. Did you get it? Zucchini fritters and potato salad. That is. It all right, Peter. Peter nice Chase, you win. won. Um, feel free to reach out to Bruce directly because I am bad at using a mailbox. Um, Ryan Storm, you were close with zucchini fritters, but you forgot the potato salad on the side. I'm sorry, dog. Um, Peter <laughs> Chase, you won this beautiful steely from Barbell Arts. Thank you so much. Uh, all of you guys for tuning in today. 
Uh, we're, we're closing out Winter Tour this week, and we'll be back live. Uh, but tune in tomorrow. Episodes going live. Our interview with Pete Shapiro. What else, Bruce? Free Lipa, um, Free Dua Lipa, you know, that's a big one. Check out Eggy on their spring tour. Check out Varville Arts, dude, and thank you for checking us out um, here on The Great Beyond. Obviously, these live episodes are always an experience, but uh, it it wouldn't be anything if we couldn't bring you all along. So thanks for coming. That's it. Tune in next time. Take a ride with us on The Pathway 2. The Great Beyond. Osiris.